All right. Let's talk about things that didn't help my mood. This movie. This movie. I asked Ben if he wanted to watch with me and he was like, is this going to make me sad? And I was like, yeah, it is. It is going to make you sad. Anyway, then we watched Fargo. That's not going to help either. No, I didn't. Okay. Welcome to Hold Up, the podcast where we watch your favorite rom-coms and decide whether they hold up. I'm Carrie Gilbert. I'm Allison Gilbert. And you can find us on Instagram. Let me talk. You go. You you go, girl. And you can find us on Instagram at hold underscore up underscore pod and at TikTok at hold up podcast. And you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash hold up where we have things like bonus episodes, a discord server. We're getting ready to do our pride and prejudice discord event, which is just where we're all going to watch pride and prejudice and then be horny on discord together. It's going to be awesome. Um, it's fine. Finalize the details for that. I thought the details were just we watched Pride and Prejudice and we're horny on Discord. But like we need to set a time. Oh, sure. We'll set a time. Um, we'll do that this week and get back to you next week. Yeah. Why is my top not doing like a weird heart thing? It's for Valentine's Day. It is weird. It's that's not intentional. That's not I didn't do it. It's just like flopping back in a weird way. Anyway. This is where I am. I'm curious. What did we watch this week? This week, we watched Celeste and Jesse forever, which I'd never seen. Watched it for the first time this morning. How are you doing? Feeling, feeling, um, you know, really strong in the idea of true love going into this, this week of my best friend's wedding. Not the movie. Her best friend's getting married. Literally, um, my no. best friend is getting married. Ben and I, Ben watched the movie with me and we were joking. We were, he was like joking about something with me morning. We were doing like little banter, little jokes. And then I, then it made me depressed because I was like, this is how they are. And, but they're broken up. Like, it's like, I can't even enjoy the good things anymore. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're so no. cute. But what if we break up and you uh, end up with another person? Anyway, this is spoilers about Celeste and Jesse came out in 2012. It holds a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was directed by Lee Talent Krieger. Carrie, do you know who wrote it? I do because I looked it up today. It was written uh, by Rashida Jones and Will McCormack, both of whom are in this movie. Um, and who the, are writing partners. Like, they've written other stuff together. Yeah, Toy Story 4, hello. Um, this movie stars Rashida Jones, Andy Samberg, Will McCormack, Ari Grainer, the Hawkeye that looks like Ari Grainer's brother but is playing her fiancé. Um. Oh, Christmas. Eric Cena. Christian Olson. I think that's that it. Eric Christian Olson. Christmas Cena. Uh, He's Emma Roberts. To Emma Roberts. Janelle Parrish. He's not married only... to Emma Roberts. No, he's married to um Jerry Gergich's daughter. Oh, she's in this movie. Christmas Cena is married to Jerry Gergich's daughter. No. Eric Christian Olsen. We cannot talk over each other. We're getting each other confused. Imagine what we're doing to the people. Time out. Eric Christian Olsen, who plays Celeste and one of Celeste and Jesse's friends and is engaged to Ari Grainer in this movie, in real life is married to Sarah Wright, who plays Melissa Gergich on Parks and Recreation. For all the money in the world, I couldn't told you her character's name is Melissa. Um... Carrie, what you had never seen this before. So what what did you think this was gonna be? This is a rom-com um 
wherein spoilers about the couple does not end up together our central couple does not end up together it is yes. about celeste and jesse rashida jones and andy samberg um and they have been married for a long time and at the beginning of the movie there is a good little writing reveal that they are in fact separated and divorcing he's still living in the back house they're still hanging out they're still bffs um uh, that of course doesn't last because he meets someone who then ends up getting pregnant and the fallout ensues. Carrie, what did you, what mm-hmm. were your predictions? So I knew that the movie was about them maybe break, like I knew there was a breakup divorce involved. I did not know until like the little like switcheroo at the beginning of the movie that they were already separated. I thought we were like going to see the downfall of their relationship, um, which we do kind of, but like they're already separated. Um, I thought so it was interesting. Like, I feel like we don't. I think this movie is really unique in a lot of ways. Like there are divorce movies out there, obviously, but they're dramas. I don't know that we get a lot of like comedies. The breakup, but sure. Um, And we've talked about on this podcast before that like, you know, we love rom-coms because it's fun to see how people get together. But there's something really interesting about like how do people stay together um and that's done less so in a rom-com and i think that this was an interesting version of that i really liked this movie um it was not necessarily like a happy fantasy fantastical escape that we sometimes get on this podcast Um, yeah i don't know that it's the sort of like if you're looking for like a cozy valentine's day rom-com if you, like me, watch a rom-com every Valentine's Day, I don't think this movie, like, makes me not believe in love, you know? Like, I know. But it is not. No. It is not. No one's running through their. It's very grounded. It's very realistic. It's very sad. These people are breaking up and these people love each other very deeply. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie does a very good job of depicting when love is not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, these people love and each that other. two people can love each other deeply, but still not be compatible in a relationship right. and still want different things. And these two people who knew each other since they were kids grew up differently mm-hmm. and they didn't grow mm-hmm. together in the way you sort of have to with a in a long term relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very sad. And they do fight. We see them argue. We see them both say horrible things to each other Mm -hmm. really cruel shit is said between the two of them but even Uh, that like it's all comes from their own hurt well but it also like i mean personally i know that like the people i love most are also the people that i know how to cut the deepest right okay and so we are sisters (laughs) so well or like you know the same is true of my husband or you or you know whoever like there's something you've said god awful shit to each other and then 20 minutes later been like should we go to starbucks like (laughs) right right 
But I think that there's something really smart in the writing that like you're seeing how much these people love each other through their fights as well because only two people who love each other that much could cut each other to the core that quickly. Yeah. And like completely. The premises or the details of this is like Andy Samberg is an artist and he's not super ambitious or motivated. Mm -hmm. Um, And she is, they're calling her a trend forecaster. She works in marketing. Let's be honest. (laughs) She and Elijah Wood. Oh, Elijah Wood's in this movie. Um, She and Elijah Wood have like a marketing advertising-esque company. And they're they like brand management. Brand management. Very 2012. Lots of things in this movie are very 2012. Not the least of which is the bangs that you can also sweep to the side, which like, yeah. Um, everyone has those pangs. But it's also clear that she is very ambitious. Like she and Elijah would like own this company. She's just written a book that's coming out. She's like getting calls by various um, media outlets to yes. give like a soundbite on this or a thing on this. Like she's very much like she's doing she is, very is, well in her career, and he yeah. is stalled. And she's like given him work, and he's not delivering on time. He's just correct. Uh, they have grown differently, basically. And so it comes out that, like, she was supporting them and he never sort of grew up, like. Right. Um, And then they break up and he, uh, after their breakup, has a one-night stand with a woman that results in a pregnancy. And so he's trying to make it work with her. And then he sort of does. At the beginning of the movie, you're sort of like, oh, he's going to be pining for her and trying to get her back this whole movie. And I think something smart this movie does is he starts to grow up and become a partner and prepare for fatherhood with this other woman. And then she sort of spirals seeing him become all these things um, in a way that feels authentic and natural. And then so and we watch. Also... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say. And so we watch her sort of spiral out and want him back. And it's, and it's you know, all a little too late. And it's also, I think we see them both. I mean, this this movie is quite clearly like focused on her. I mean, it's written by her, so like, yeah, it's this not is surprising. We don't but... get any moments of him alone. We only see Andy Samberg with Rashida Jones. We don't, re- or I guess we see him sometimes like with the friends. We don't really ever see him alone. We hear his fears about parenthood when he expresses them to her. It's her yeah. movie. So I mean, she's the central character, but I do think we see both of them, like go through this process of grieving what you expected like he ex- he at one point says like i can't believe i'm having a child with somebody who's not you like these are two people who have known each other for so long and have been t- and were together for so long that they very much rightfully so assumed like they would be in each other's lives and do all of those milestones together and there's grief even if it's what you're choosing even if it's what you want there is grief in having to like realign that expectation yeah at one point he she asked him if he loves this woman and he says yes like it yeah i believe that he has fallen in love and is making it work with this woman but it's but then he also has the sadness and grief that it's not with rashida jones and that feels it's it's like very sad yeah because they should also never be together, but but it's sad <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. Like, I feel like a lot of the last few movies we've watched are like, um, this movie should have been about how these two people didn't end up together. Like, these two people did not deserve to be together. And now we've watched a movie where it's like, yeah, these two people shouldn't be together. But like, that's a real bummer, man. Like, that sucks. They also um, like, it's it's written very well. It is funny. We'll get to it. We're both being like, it. we're both, it's raining in LA. It, the sun's only just starting to come out. Uh, we're all, we're going through it. We just watched a really depressing movie. It's also funny. It is very um, funny. Yeah. But I was going to say like, this feels like, like, I think almost surprisingly so, both Andy Samberg and Rashida Jones do a very good job. Maybe less surprising with Rashida Jones, but, like, Andy Samberg does a very good job with these, like, heavy moments where he's just speaking. There's not a lot of the, like, uh, uh, Sandler-esqueness to the Sandberg role. Mm-hmm. And I think he does it sort of surprisingly well and plays it very grounded. If we're comparing yeah, Andy Samberg not... to Adam Sandler, which has been done since we knew who Andy Samberg was, he also can do the dramatic turns in the way that a yes. Sandler can. This doesn't, he didn't feel, um, this didn't have like the Jake Peralta-ness. Um, yeah. You know, it didn't have, this is not like a goofy and, you know, in his performance as Jake Peralta, like, we get the sentimental, sweet, uh, poignant, romantic. You know, romantic side of Andy Samberg. And all of that is there, but but not the goofy, like, slapsticky part of it. They him. have some, like, moments of playing with each other. Like, they have this little game or any, like, tiny phallic-shaped thing they give baby hand jobs to it's done very funnily or very well in the beginning with a chapstick tube because then they make the chapstick tube splooge they do it at the end with a baby corn and i was like that baby corn doesn't have anything to come out and she like dips in ranch and i was like mm, it lost the effect for me with the baby corn it didn't work as well yeah. <laughs> as the chaps as the as the uh, squeezable chapstick um and they like build he like she like has him come over to like build a dresser which obviously they didn't end up having sex because we all know how that goes but like it's not working, so they turn it into... This is what Ben and I were talking about this morning. It's not working, so they just build it into this, like, robot-looking thing. And Ben and I were like, we should try to do that with an Ikea furniture and then take it back to Ikea and be like, this did not come as advertised. We did not ask for a robot. This was impossible. And we were just going to try and get a return. And we uh, were joking about that this morning. Thing. It was very funny. And then I was like, oh, no, we're we're laughing together, which means we're going to have a horrible pickup. You know? That's the, that's the only... That's the you only know, logic. Only logic, yeah. I was like, we can't ever enjoy each other. That <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, this is a great movie to watch if you want to have an existential crisis about your relationship. Um, I feel like you were going to say something before I talked about Andy Samberg and Rashida Jones' performances. Um, I do think like this movie is written really well for lots of reasons. I mean, it's funny, obviously, um, but also like there's an implication at one point that like when they do have sex and like potentially, you know, like make the mistake of fall of falling back into that with each other, 
and they have very different reactions. Hers is like, this was a mistake. And he was like, I, you know, kind of assuming like this meant that they were going to get back together. And then after a couple of weeks, the implication is that they like flip. Like she never says it explicitly, but I think it's pretty well implied that like she has decided she does want to give it a second go and mm -hmm. goes to like tell him. And then he's like, I'm having a baby with somebody else. Um, and I thought that that choice to like not have that. She says it explicitly later, but when she's real down. Right. Dark night of the soul, if you will. But um, yes. I don't know. I just thought like the way that it was built and the way that it was developed was well done and very realistic. Yeah. Um, um, justice I also... For Go ahead. I was going to say justice for Ari Greener. Somewhere there is a parallel universe where she is an incredibly huge and successful star and we're not living in it. And that's a bummer. Yes. I actually feel like this movie was chock full of people who I'm like, I don't know why this person's not on my TV and or like in a movie theater more often. Ari Greener is one. Every time I see her in something, I'm just like, this woman needs to have a much bigger career. I you feel think like we've said of on this... the Law and Order SVU episode where she played essentially that Canadian. It's like the ripped from the headlines. It's like that Canadian serial killer where like she manipulated her boyfriend into killing her sister. That's the Ari Greener performance you think of? That, an excellent example. Um, she also had a weird unresolved stint on the show Fringe in which she was excellent. Um, anytime we... she shows... We, yeah, we've where not is she done a good time for a good time call on this podcast yet, which is our failing because it's such a good movie. No, but we've definitely talked about her before. She's shown up as the best friend in something else. I think I about Ari like. Greener like once every three days, so it's possible. I know we've had this conversation before because I'm having very strong deja vu that I've been like, why is Ari Greener not a bigger star? Because I've mentioned why this SVU she... episode and why for a good time call. Listen, there's a parallel universe where she has Amy Schumer's career, and we don't have to deal with Amy Schumer. Um, oh, my God. Oh, I want to live there. <laughs> date night? She's on date night. I don't remember where. We didn't do date night, dude, did we? Oh, we should do date night. Is that Tina Fey and... Um... Why am I blocking Steve Carell? Carell's name. Thank you. Uh, her IMDb has no movie we've done for this podcast, but we have had this conversation before, which means sometime, at some point we just decided to talk about Ari Grainer. Love that for us. Go us. Anyway, I was saying this movie is chock full of people I just want to see more often. Ari Grainer is one. Elijah Wood, I feel like, you know, we got a lot of him in the late 90s and early aughts. Um, when I really we liked this version Frodo, of Elijah Wood. But I really like this version of Elijah Wood, and I feel like since Lord of the Rings, like, we've only really let him be Frodo. I know he had a TV show that people loved, but I didn't watch it. What was um, the TV show he had that people loved? I don't know. I can't remember what it was called. But anyway, sure. um, my point being, I want more of Elijah Wood. I really liked him in this. Um, The guy that is a photographer that she goes on a date with, and the date's really good until he, like, decides to, like, jack off on her without her permission. Oh, I thought you were um, talking about the Mad Men guy, and I was like, that wasn't a good date. She was a jerk to him. Um, No, that was Oh, weird. I do love him, too. I love... His name is Rich Summer. He's, like, a 
total character actor who like just shows up in everything and for like two minutes. Um, and I have a crush on him because he kind of looks like my husband. Um, okay. But then also the guy that she had the good date with until the end. I don't know his real name, but he's another character actor that like shows up in stuff all the time. And I always really like him. And I feel like there's then there's a guy I'm now transitioning into. There is one person we need to see less of, and that's Crystalia shows up for, um, mm, maybe we should believe sure. his name, shows up for like four seconds in this movie. And I'm like, that's too much. Triggered. Yeah. No, I don't need Chris uh, before, cancel- before his rightful cancelization. Um, um, she also goes on a date with a young, like, model hottie who plays guitar at her. And Ben was like, oh, they're doing this. Like, this is a thing again. And I'm like, Ben, this is a thing. I've had guitar right. played at me. Like, Barbie... The reason it's funny in both Barbie and this is because this is a real thing that happens to women. Right. If you thought Barbie, I mean, this is a decade or more ahead of Barbie and it's the same scene. So there's a reason it's there, folks. If you haven't had, I happened to me once when I may have said this when we talked about Barbie, but it happened to me once when a man was wearing one of those Mexican ponchos. Oh, it's important to say a white man was wearing one of those Mexican ponchos. Mm -hmm. I mean don't remember his name it was my freshman year of college did, did you catch who else was in this movie in an like uncredited role where he gets zero lines or he has one line other than shmish jishmia was that crystally yeah, why are we trying to voicing his name i don't know didn't he admit to doing the things he was accused of like we can I talk don't, about it i don't he i don't think he admitted to but there is like documented evidence that he was like my best of young girls anyway who else was in this movie okay so in the scene where in a weird scene where like um andy samberg and will mccormick and eric christian olsen it wasn't chris pine but it looked like chris pine no it is chris pine so i wrote down is the random fourth guy chris pine it is but i don't think it's chris pine why would that be chris did you look it up credited yes he's credited as chris Chris with a K, K R I S, Pino, Pino, but it's him. Why? I need to know, Rashida. Rashida, you. I, we know you're a listener of the podcast. Just kidding. She's absolutely not. But can someone explain to me why? I mean, presumably because it's a scene where Andy Samberg, Eric Christian Olsen, and uh, Will McCormick are like sitting. Will McCormick plays a very their weed dealer because it's pre legalization in California, so you still had to have a dealer, and it's very funny. But anyway, uh, they're like sitting. Playing but he's basketball. like their friend, but he he's also their like, friend deals slash. their weed. Yeah, he's their friend. He became their friend because he's their weed dealer. You know what I mean? Like it's like that John Mulaney bit where it's like weed dealers are gonna have like a rough time once it's legal because like they're gonna realize like we don't lo- like we're not friends with we all our. Want to hang out with you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the joke about, like, you don't ask the Chinese food delivery guy to, like, share yes. the Chinese food. We don't, we don't let the Chinese food delivery guy hit some of the Chinese food. And let him hit on our friend, our women friends. Um, Which Will McCormick does very funnily with Rashida Jones. Anyway, they're, like, playing basketball, and there's just a fourth guy there unexplained. And I was like, that looks like Chris Pine, but no way that's Chris Pine. And now Carrie's telling me it is, in fact, Chris Pine. I swear to God, it's Chris Pine. Probably because I mean, this is a this is Rashida Jones and Andy Samberg were both fairly big deals by this point, and he, they probably called him up and were like, "Hey, do you want to come be high in a scene?" And he was like, "Sure." Or it was just like 
on the lot that day. Like maybe it's just who knows. Like I bet it's something even more random than that. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. Also, like Rashida Jones is a nepo baby. She probably can call up whoever the hell she wants and get them to a set. I did talk when we within our discussion of nepo babies. I said something about how she was like so beautiful because look at her parentage. How could she not be? And Ben was like, "Who's her mother?" And I like found pictures of Peggy Lipton. And he was like, mm, "What a babe!" And I found like a picture of Peggy Lipton towards the end of her life. And I was like, "This is her old." And he was like, "Oh yeah, that's a deeply attractive woman." Yeah. Um, but I did say like Rashida Jones is absolutely a nepo baby, but also she's also very talented like she's she's a great example of an epo baby like she has used her elite parentage to do and also like she went to harvard and she's a writer like she does a lot of things that like your traditional nepo baby doesn't do now did she she I, i think she's very smart but also like maybe quincy jones's daughters have an easier time getting into an ivy league school as other people you know um but also she's a very good writer and funny person. And I always, always, I just finished a book where uh, the like main character woman is talking about her like ancestry of women in her family. And she talks about either her grandmother, or her great grandmother um, had to pretend to be white back in the time. And they call it faux Italian. Um, and it reminds me of how in uh, the office Rashida Jones's character is Italian and there's some joke that like Rain Wilson makes at some point like in an interview or on an audio commentary where she's like like anyone would believe you're Italian yeah um I mean not I don't want to like talk about the whole like nepo baby dialogue but I do think like Jeff Rashida and I Jones recently... is like what we want from our nepo babies which is yeah like, Jeff and I were hard work and talent this, like the nepo baby thing is not that you're not talented it's just that like you got a leg up are there people who are famous are there famous nepo babies who are not talented yes are there famous people who are like industry come from industry families and are very talented yes jeff and i were just recently specifically talking about margaret qualley and wyatt russell two examples of nepo babies who are very talented i get wyatt russell mixed up with eric christian Wilson. Mm, valid very valid um so i'm watching this movie font. and i was like that one isn't why russell correct Let's go out on a limb and say all of the those that that family's children maybe oliver less so like maybe oliver's rusting on being hot but like a, a, a young kate hudson uh, we love her yeah exactly um i think margaret qualley is like stupid talented i love when she shows up and things but these are all people who, you know, have a leg up in the same way that I had a leg up in the legal industry because I have a yeah, dad you're a legal nepo, baby. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Anyway, regardless. Yes. Um, Matthew Del, Negro, Del Negro. That's Ooh. the guy. He's the other, like, character actor date guy that I was like, oh, yeah, I like him. What's he? Um, I've never seen him before. He was on Scandal. He was on, I don't know. He's like on. Uh, if you look on his IMDb, he's been on like every primetime procedural drama. Ever. That's how you know him. Yes. Um. I want more of Christmasina. Now you're gonna say, Allison, Christmasina is a very famous and successful man, and I say I know that. I want more Christmasina. Ben said he showed up and he was like, Christmasina always gives me like, m- like murder vibes. Like he should play mm-hmm. a murderer, and I was like, <laughs> Christmasina is the consummate leading man. <laughs> And then I tried to force Have her to watch. Have you oh, we go. seen 
uh, allegedly let's couch this all in allegedly 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 you're about to have tell me christmas seen... is a murderer i'm quitting no have you seen the blind items about him and mindy Kaling and the mindy project yes of course okay great how do we have if you haven't so that we don't get ourselves sued Thanks. by Mindy Kaling. Um, Google Christmasina Mindy Kaling blind items. They're fantastic. Um, fantastic. Head over to D- Dux Moy. Other blind items. Have you seen the like Reddit theory about Mia Marto Mamaprio? And <laughs> you were like, why aren't we saying Crystalia's name? Justice for Crystalia. He admitted it, so it's fine. It's once you admit you raped children, it's fine. No, I didn't say time out. I did not say that. First of all, I did not. No one take that out of context and be like these podcasters said that they're pro crystal. We're very anti Crystalia. We're anti Crystalia. I just said that if you have admitted to grooming women who are barely legal or not legal then I don't feel the need to cut your name out of my podcast when I talk about how you groom women who aren't legal or girls I'm not worried for about that Crystalia matter. suing me, okay? Come at me, you slimy but little bitch. In the case of Mia Marto Mamaprio, it's not a rumor that is problematic at all. Blake Lively's um, ex-boyfriend. Yes, Blake Lively's ex-boyfriend. Um, so Jeff and I were talking about like around... I have to find that somebody tweeted around the period. It's called X. Uh, somebody axed. Is that a thing we're saying? Are no, we saying I'm not that? even on the Twitter X anymore. Anyway, it wasn't helping my mental health. People have been talking about how Mia Maro Mamaprio has mm-hmm. done such a wonderful job of like being an ally to Lily, Lily Gladstone and like, he has specific, he is somebody who like hates award shows, hates all that stuff, but he shows up every time because he knows like if he's there, she's gonna get photographed, right? Like if he's standing next to her, she's gonna get fat- photographed. And every time he gets interviewed, he talks about her, he talks about her performance. Um he's been like a huge what'd you say? I gotta watch it. I gotta like same, but I gotta be like- ready to be depressed for three hours, you know? Right. Um, he's just been like a huge champion. He's talked about like native rights and native lands and all this stuff. And somebody tweeted like, it's, he's like such a weird juxtaposition of like clearly very socially and environmentally conscious, but also like exclusively dates children. That's not fair. He dates women who are legal, but okay. So, but then this whole, wait, 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 before you comment on that, then People started talking about like why it is that he does that. And there's all these internet rumors. And my fanfic has always been that the great love of his life is Kate Winslet. And he could just never like mature or like get it together enough to be enough for her. And so she moved on and married somebody else. And much so like the plot of the movie we're supposed to be talking about. Much like the plot of the movie we're supposed to be talking about. So instead of like dating a women equivalent to Kate Winslet, he just like has fun because he'll never love someone the way that he loved her, loves her. That's the fanfic in my head. Yeah, that's, right? we have no basis for this. There's no basis for that at all. So then Jeff, so I tell Jeff this and he's like, oh, I love it. Great theory. Um, then he finds a whole internet theory with like Reddit, subreddits and all this stuff about how 
he is in the closet and has or is not like is not out in his career but like is not in the closet in his personal life and is maybe secretly married to toby mcguire and that he like just finds these women who like need a hand up in their career and is like i'll date you and like bring you some whatever they have to sign an nda but like we're not gonna have sex because i'm gay no, that's love just, that theory too. No, that's just the George Clooney Bradley Cooper thing. No, no, time. listen, listen. Do I believe it? No. I mean, until someone brings me some actual evidence, no. But do I love nothing more than a fucking Hollywood blind item theory? No, that's my hey, favorite thing in the here's, world. Here's I'm gonna first of all to the like, how can he be so socially conscious and also date young women? Well, internet. Because creeps aren't exclusively Republicans. <laughs> well, right. Do you think? I do think there's this weird thing that happens when we find out that, like, quote, one of the good guys like did something bad, and it's like, oh, blue, oh no. It's like, yeah, creeps aren't just like the Trumps of the world. Like, we have our own garbage to take out and our own power struggle. Whatever. I'm not. This is not a political, and I am a Democrat and all that stuff. But it's also just like. It's the thing of, like, people have a hard time. This is a very comedy-specific anecdote or example, but, like, people have such a hard time believing that, like, their guy friend in the comedy world would do this because he's so nice and blah, 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 and whatever. And it's like, yeah, like, it's it's not just the, like, outwardly douchey comedy bros that are abusing their power to coerce sex out of younger women. That's all I'll say. My second thing is, like, I bet the Leonardo DiCaprio dating younger women is probably much, sorry, Schmienar Schmaprio dating younger women is probably much less complicated. And he's just an aging celebrity who is holding on with all of his power to when he was considered hot and he has low self-esteem. And so, like, dates hot young women to make himself feel better. Like, I don't know. It's fun to have other theories, but, like, when you hear hooves, it's a horse, not a zebra. Like an old man dating younger women is just um, them trying to hold on to their youth and and feel. And uh, maybe they still have some crippling uh, childlike tendencies that women age appropriate for them would not put up with. So they have to date younger women who are in awe of them rather than their equal. Thank you for having to my TED talk. No, I, do I think you're probably right? Yes. But do I, do I want... To speculate on how Leonardo DiCaprio and Tobey Maguire may be secretly married. Absolutely. Yeah. And if they are, Mazel Tov. Very happy for them. If they are Mazel Tov, uh, I'm not buying it. It is not unlike Tom Sandoval going on Nick Vile's podcast this week and being like, oh, what was I supposed to do? Ariana was mean to me and this 22-year-old woman thought I was cool. So I had to sleep with her. When Nick Vile is in person Just being like, like that, Allison. <laughs> That was basically. I'm paraphrasing. No, no. Pretty. I. I am not. Have you watched the clips? That's basically what he said. I'm not questioning that. That's what he said. No, I haven't watched them because I couldn't give two shits about Tom Sandoval. I am not questioning at all that. That's what he said. I absolutely love the comparison of Leonardo DiCaprio to Tom Sandoval. (laughs) Look, one of them is more talented, but they might have the same uh, emotional problems. Anyway, shout out to Nick Vile for being like, "You sound like a dick." Anyway, (laughs) I feel like if. You are, like, doing a redemption tour. A, those are not the things you should be saying. No. And B, you shouldn't go on a podcast where the host is going to be like, you sound like a dick. Yeah. 
um and not be like you're right i am like just be whatever this is not a tom sandoval podcast um that's like, the name i'm I don't gonna know, like out. go on like joe rogan's podcast i don't even know like go to some he already went on howie pretty... mandel's and yeah, did the same thing but howie mandel was like yeah bro yeah but. i feel like there are plenty of like dude bros out there who would prop you up i yeah. don't know i don't know who told him nick vile was the place to go well nick vile gets all those people because his like yeah nick vile is t- tapped into the reality like, the reality yeah. of it all um anyway yeah, but as somebody who like has done his own like a little redemption tour and like knows how to do it, I, yeah, I Tom Sandoval should be listening to him. Then he can start a podcast with his yeah. very pregnant girlfriend, fiance, wife. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they're married. Saw them at an event once. They were sitting at a couch. I didn't talk to them. Anyway, everyone seemed happy. Anyway, <laughs> um, what we have not talked about the movie we're supposed to be talking about in an hour and a half. We've talked about. It. Um, um, I at one point wrote I miss indie rom-com Andy Samberg and then later realized that it's John Krasinski and away we go that would that had been my thought was like oh, I miss him when he was I doing, miss like, indie, indie rom-coms. rom-com John Krasinski we almost watched away we go last night because Chris Messina and he was like he seems murdery and I was like he's one of the most underrated actors of our time I have to show you one zine from away we go <laughs> um uh but then like so we like were looking at the preview and i was like oh i miss non like movie star John jack Kuzinski. ryan yeah it's also just like like I-, I think he gets talked about this less because it- it's not he's not like quite as outwardly douchey but like he has real crisp rat vibes what were you mm-hmm. gonna say that that i said has- yeah, he has real like like I was a beloved sitcom star who was like cute and kind of doofy and like I was in love with John Krasinski and then I got famous and became like an action star and in John Krasinski's case like a director and made yeah. friends with like Ryan Reynolds and now I'm a douchebag, you know? Yeah. I miss yeah. indie rom-com John Krasinski who wasn't in this movie. No. We've and again, Andy Samberg wasn't track. in Away We Go. Who wasn't in Away We Go? Andy Samberg. No, but Palm Springs, which we're doing later this year. Oh, yeah. Palm Springs. True, true. It's really funny to watch LA react to the rain. Like, and it is like, I'm not trying to diminish like the people who have lost power or the people who's like are in like flood or mudslide areas. Like I live on a second story apartment. Like our power is so far fine. But there are people who are like, I can't leave my house. How are we supposed to drive? And it's like, it's rain, guys. Yeah. Um. There's one scene later in the movie where she's she's like started smoking a lot of weed and drinking a lot and oh my god the amount of cigarettes smoked in this movie all I wanted to do was get drunk and smoke a cigarette I was like oh my god this movie makes cigarettes smoking look so cool um but there's one point where she's Ari Grainer and Eric Christian Olsen are getting married so there's one point where she's at like her bridal shower and she's trying to put ranch on a giant plate of like fries and onion rings and a cheeseburger and like the ranch won't come out and she has like a cigarette hanging out of her mouth and she's like trying to get the ranch she goes up to our grader who's like talking to her grandma or something she's like i need more ranch <laughs> it's like <laughs> me at a normal event like me not Truly. horribly depressed <laughs> me on a um, thursday i also really loved oh that's what i was gonna say like an hour ago when you started talking about something else 
Um, Janelle Parrish is also in this movie for like a hot second. She is not the, somebody that anyone would know except for the Pretty Little Liars girl. Like, oh, that's not true. She has shown up on this podcast before because she is in To All the Boys I Loved Before. Yeah, who is she in this movie? She's Emma Roberts' friend. She's like only there for a scene. Are you sure? Yes. Are you being racist? No. She's in the IMDb, just like Chris Pine. Um, we haven't even touched on the Emma Roberts of it all. I did like the story where Emma Roberts is like annoying pop star. Uh, and then Rashida Jones befriends her. She's not a good maid of honor. I think it was appropriate that you watched this this week to know what not to do. Mm, yeah, no. But now again, it's it's a movie about her, but she is not showing up for her friend, the bride. And then she gives what starts out as a very good speech. And if she had just stopped it a couple minutes earlier, it would have been perfect. Um. Yeah, I mean, hopefully I won't be going through, like, a mental breakdown and spiral when giving my speech this week. I mean, what do you think? It's four days away. Like, what do you think is going to happen in the next four days? Also, yeah, I mean, LOL to Ben yeah. just leaving now and be like, I got to go to the dry cleaner later and see if they can turn my suit around. Sir, we fly in 48 hours. You're not, you're sur- your suit's going as is, my guy. Um, Fucking dudes. Men. Men. Anyway, uh, we went... Wait, really quick before we carry on. Don't do this on your speech on Friday, I wrote. Speaking of dudes, Jeff. Listen, I love my husband very much and he has lots of really lovely qualities, but we were packing things up because we're flying. Well, we first drove to Louisville to drop off our children with our in-laws and then we're flying to Pittsburgh where this wedding is. They're his laws. His laws, my in-laws. Right, right. His laws. Um. So we are sending things with our dear friend, Jamie, thank you very much, who is driving. And so she's taking like my dress and some other things that I won't need until after she gets there, including Jeff's suit. And Jeff was like, I can't, I can't find my garment bag for my suit. And I said, you mean the garment bag that I just found on the shelf in your closet? And he was like, "Uh uh-huh, I guess so. And so then he comes upstairs and goes to look for the garment bag. And keep in mind, his suit is hanging on like the hook inside his closet. He opens up the closet to look for the garment bag with the suit right here. And I said, he said, well, where is it? I thought you said it was up here. And I said, you mean the garment bag that I put on your suit? That's right next to you. Then he's. I was like, are you going to pack your dress shoes or are you like gonna send them with jamie and he was like i'm gonna send them with jamie and i was like well are you gonna put them in something and he was like no i'm just gonna hand them to her i was like you're just gonna hand her a loose pair of shoes and like hope for the best i just put them in a box put them in a bag what i don't understand i don't understand the way that their brains work sometimes look guys it's a wedding week and we are not prepared. Carrie and I are passing back and forth a Sephora list. One of us is going to hit Sephora between now and Friday. Hopefully. Hopefully. Or we have to share two pairs of lashes between five ladies. We each get a half. I mean, anyway. <laughs> I guess the bride can have a whole set of lashes. Why? 
she's getting to share her eternal love. She doesn't need a full set of lashes. Just kidding. Sarah, we won't listen to this until this is over. I got worried that she would hear it and then get anxious. But you'll by the time this episode comes out, we will have had a successful wedding where everyone's makeup looks great. Yeah. And what, either Carrie or I will have made it to Sephora. Can I talk about something that really took me out of this movie? I, I said only if it's related to this movie because we haven't talked about it. Yes. What took you out of this movie? So there's a scene where Andy Samberg and Will McCormick are at the yogurt store, which, by the way, like just maybe want some frozen yogurt. 2012. And Will McCormick, who's like the weed friend, weed dealing friend, rather, is commenting on a woman's ass and says, can I just for a minute, like, let's talk about the fucking seat on that girl. And then they pan to her ass. And it is the flattest whitest girl ass i have ever seen in my whole damn life they could not have picked a girl with less ass if they tried maybe that's what he likes in an ass carrie but he's talking about like how big and and good an ass it is i thought you were gonna say juicy you know that juicy double um and i was like are we looking at the same ass because as somebody who can appreciate a really Here, nice let's ass call a spade on a, a spade. Woman, as someone who has a nice ass. Yeah. And thus you have a juicy double. A nice, a nice ass. That girl. I mean, she was barely filling out those jeans. And no hate to her. Like, that's just not, that's just not her thing. I am, I, this is not a criticism of her or her body. body. This is a criticism of the casting director who got a call for juicy ass and cast that girl. I wish that I was an actor who someone called for juicy ass. I would be like, I'm there, baby. I'm here. Pay me my money. Um, I'm so sorry that ruined the movie for you. I mean, it just for a moment, I was like, I, Oh, I want to talk about the moment when she has called. Okay. So she finds out they release a logo for, Emma Roberts character that accidentally looks like a dick going into a butt and Elijah Wood is mad at her and it's like Elijah Wood you obviously didn't look at this at all like it's yes this is on Rashida Jones but this is on everybody anyway because it's a very clear dick in a butt um so she's calling Emma Roberts to apologize and then she starts talking shit to her with Ari Greener and realizes she hasn't hung up the phone and when she realizes she, she just throws the phone such a such a natural reaction to doing that she throws I, the phone I, and then she throws her sunglasses as if getting everything away from her will help. I watched that scene and thought I would 100% do the same That's thing. That's exactly what you do. I do yes. think the Ari Grainer, uh Rashida Jones friendship is nice because most of it is Ari Grainer just being like, you're being crazy. And that is good friendship. Yes, it was very realistic. Also, like, she does not hold back on telling Rashida Jones when she's wrong. Rashida Jones's character is very much somebody who, like, wants to be right all the time she is right she wants to be right and her best friend is like no you're wrong which i feel like is an accurate description of most type a women and their best friends yeah it's also just like you should be honest with your best friends yeah um the name of the law firm where they do ultimately end up getting divorced is called stein weinberg steinman and jimenez (laughs) and the stein weinman steinberg really got me they end up getting divorced they have yes, a they nice do. divorce and then they have a sad little moment where they cry together in the steps outside the 
Disney concert hall. I will say this movie does an excellent job of making Los Angeles look like an attractive city. I think that that almost exclusively filming by the Disney concert hall. (laughs) Or one another like really smart moment, like kind of subtle, but really smart moment in this movie was, so they have this thing that we've seen them do throughout is like, when they say, I love you, they do like a C and a J, which like, I can't even do it, but they like do a C and a J. You're making a heart. I get it. I think it's a heart plus C and J and it's like their little, I love you sign at the end after they've gotten divorced and they've like said their piece to each other, they say, I love you, but they don't do the C and the J. Yeah. Cause they're not C and J anymore. No, she's going to, and they're make- not, and they're like not a duo. Like even if they're friends, they're not, it's not going to be the same. He has a separate, he has his, now. his hot lady who Rashida Jones at one set, at one point says looks like a younger her. I'm not accurate. And she is going to, I go to therapy heal over time and then get together with Christmasina. At the end of the movie, she like calls Christmasina and is like, I'm ready now. And both Ben and I were like, we need to, we need to believe time has passed, right? Like, yeah. This isn't a day I'm later. This is like gonna choose to believe time. Six-ish months later after a lot of therapy. Yeah. Um, although this is a movie, most movies we talk about we're like, what if all these people just went to therapy? This is a movie where I believe they did. Mm-hmm. Um, the bridesmaid dresses are important. <laughs> Truly awful. Yes. Don't make your brides wear taffeta. There's also just like one of them had a bow. Like, I'm I'm motioning like any of you can see me other than Carrie, but like one of them had a bow like at the neckline that was really wow. I deeply upsetting. And they were disgusting. Like Perry Jones. The cut on Rashida Jones's dress was so 2012. It was also the best of the dresses. Like, clearly yes. they were like, here are the dresses. And Rashida Jones was like, I will wear that least terrible one. But it was very clearly of a time. Number of things were very 2012. We've mentioned the front bangs that can be swept to the side for a side bang. Classic 2012. Um, scarf with a tank top was a look we saw more than once. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Um, yes. The 2012 iPhone. There was a lot mm-hmm. of 2012 iPhone. Um, just let Scott beat. I don't know what that note means. But I stand by it. Who was Scott? No idea. Oh, at one point she says something about how something is true because she saw it on Perez. Doesn't hold up and very 2012. Um, having a weed dealer be like a buddy of yours doesn't hold up. It's, it's, now you just go to like an eye, like an Apple store looking place. Are you just Googling Scott? So that's Jesse Forever. I'm look at IMDb and see if there's a character named Scott. I don't even remember a Scott. Oh, Scott's her partner. It's Elijah Wood. Oh, sure. Just let Scott be. I don't know why, but I stand by it. I don't know why I wrote it, but I stand by it. There was a funny, like, ongoing bit where... So oh, he's, he's like a bad gay best friend. He's, like, bad at being gay. I thought that oh. was funny. Yes. Right. He because like, it's very much, like... He's, he's not, just like a normal dude. He's a he's just a regular playing dude a gay character. Who is gay. Yeah. But at one point he like tries to be like sassy gay best friend. Uh, it's giving grounded uh non-sportsy Max from Happy Endings, you know? Yes. Um, look how good Ari Greener looks in her IMTV photo. Can we like all just take a minute? Shoulders. So I'm gonna add for a good 10 call to this year's list because we haven't done it yet. It's good. Okay, great. Good talk. Um, at one point they were served at a bar half empty beers and that drove me crazy, but what are you going to do? I hate that shit in movies. 
Or when people are clearly drinking from an empty cup. From just nothing. Fill it with water. God damn it. Oh, cup holds different weight when it's empty. Um she's a bad maid of honor. Yeah, I think I, I think that's all my notes. Uh, oh, at one point, um Chris Messina takes her on a date to this like massage place where they like beat you up. And I was like, I want to be there now. Um, the place they go for yoga, the exterior of the place they go for yoga is in fact a massage place I've been before. And I got a couple's massage uh with the aforementioned Erica, not with Ben. Erica and I got couples massages and it was lovely. Go get a couple's massage with your best friend. Um then he takes her to this like like salsa dancing place that Ben mm-hmm. is like, oh that yeah, I've been there. Fun. And it was like, what? He's like, it's a great place. I'm like, who are you? I want to go. Not now, it's oh, raining, really? but like in a couple months when it's dry. Oh, here I'm gonna send this to you. Um <clears throat> anyway. Um, no, this is a very smart, funny, well-written, sad movie. Carrie, does it count as a rom-com? Yes, because the, um, the main question is, will that couple end up together? The answer is no. Yeah, I think it counts as a rom-com. I don't think it counts as a romance. I think those are two different things. Because there's not doing it? Um, no, because it doesn't have happily ever after. A romance has to have a happily ever after. What about like romantic dramas? What about like those the are romantic English dramas, patient. not romances? To be fair, I don't remember what happens in the English patient. At all. I, I don't think they end it. up together. <laughs> One of them I'm, dies, right? I don't dies. I don't know. It just feels like a movie where someone would die. I honestly have no recollection. I've seen it. I've absolutely seen it. Really, could tell you nothing. I'm not even sure who's in it. Chris and Scott Thomas? No, it's Julianne Moore and Ray Fiennes, right? I keep Julian dreaming Moore? the plot of the movie. No, um, made Julianne Moore. It's Ray Fiennes, Juliette Binoche, Christian Scott Thomas, William Defoe, Willem, Willem. Willem Defoe, Colin Firth, Naveen Andrews. I got to rewatch this movie. <laughs> Next week we'll be watching the English. I'm kidding. <laughs> We're gonna go wholly off brand, and we will be watching the English Patient. I don't feel the need to rewatch the English Patient. Uh, do you have anything else to say about Celeste and Jesse Forever? No, it was lovely. I probably won't watch it very much. <laughs> you don't reach for it uh, when you want to watch a movie about like where you want to be like, ugh, this. I love when the couple ends up together at the end because right. that's not what happens here. It is a good movie. Yeah, this is not, if you're looking for like, you know, running through the rain to confess your undying love for someone, this is not it. Um, Next week, we are watching. But, really quick, before we do next week, sorry. <laughs> I've had one person personally, and then I've also seen another, like, two or three people on Twitter, or X, or whatever the fuck we're calling it now, talk about... We're calling it X, formerly known as Twitter. Because that's how all the news outlets FKA. are um, Formerly known as. I thought you meant FKA Twigs. The song. Hold on. Hold on. I got to find them. I got to find the tweet. It's a newer rom-com. And I've seen multiple people be like, this is so good. And then including um, Emily Walton, who is a listener, uh, friend of the pod who I went to college with, was like, have you seen this yet? 
because it's so good. You should see it. Plus one, plus one. So maybe we need to find it's um, speaking of Nepo babies. It's Jack Quaid and Maya Erskine. Um, oh, I just started last night. We started the new um, Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Maya Erskine. Oh, that looks excellent. Um, I've heard um, mixed things, but Lindsay, uh, pretend friend of the pod <laughs> from uh, Who Weekly, is really liking it, and we only watched the first episode. But I'm intrigued. It, now that so, my babysitting job is canceled tonight because it's raining, I'm going to watch more Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I think that we need to work it into our schedule, either regular or patron, to watch Plus One because it's now come up in my life multiple times this past week. Okay, I feel like this is a patron because it's no. We'll talk. Well, talk. it's not okay. what we're watching next week. Next week we are watching. No, no. Win a day with Tad Hamilton. Yes, I'm so excited. I I'm can't. So I don't think I've, I don't think I've seen this since high school. I was obsessed with this movie in high school. Even though I hated Kate Bosworth because she was dating Orlando Bloom. I can't Can you tell wait. me who Kate Bosworth is currently partnered with. I knew this at one point, but I don't know. Justin Long. Um, I did know that. Good for them, you know. I as excited as I am for when a date with Han- Tad Hamilton, I may be more excited for our companion patron episode, Patreon episode of Who Wants to Marry Ryan Banks. I want to marry Ryan. It's not me answering the movie's called I Want to Marry Ryan Banks. Oh, I'm sorry. I want to marry Ryan Banks. I'm so excited. I'm not even sure it like exists on streaming. I don't know how we're gonna find it, but we're gonna find it. Because Bradley Cooper's parent, people were like, we have to erase this from the collective. We're going to like stream this on YouTube. <laughs> oh, it's on Peacock. It's on Peacock. I take it back. Oh, thank it's on God. Peacock. Thank um, God. Anyway, so join us in two weeks for... What has a... Wait, maybe I'll do this next week what, or on the Patreon, but what do you think is a higher Ron Tomato score? Win a date with Tan Hamilton or I want to marry Ryan Biggs? Win a date with Ted Hamilton. They Ooh, are, tough call. They are one percentage point apart. I'm going to reveal it to you next week. Okay, great. Join um, us in two weeks for when a date with Tad Hamilton. Um, have on the and... Patreon for I want to marry. Maybe I'll, I'm going to reveal it on the Patreon because that's what we're talking about. I want to marry. Yeah. Thanks. Um, um, currently on the Patreon, we have. Um, what do we currently have on the Patreon? Anyone but you. We have our anyone but you review. Well, oh, also you yes. can listen to our backlog of um, Right. But for February, we will have who, what is it? I want to marry Ryan Banks. Who wants to marry I want to marry Ryan Banks? Ryan Banks. We're all marrying Ryan Banks. I okay, want great. to marry Ryan Banks. Excellent. Um, oh my God, Jason Priestley. Yeah. Oh, it also has Mark L. Wahlberg. Different guy. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Wild. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.